Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4 to 6% range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to go over the 10 reasons you are not retired after working for 30 years. So I think a lot of people get to the point where they're in their 50s and 60s and they look and they've raised the kids and they have played the game the way they were supposed to play the game. They were brought up in a world where it was max out your 401k and invest in stocks and you know save your money and diversify across all these assets. And they get to like 50, 60 years old and they're just not where they want to be. And so here's what I've seen in my experience based on the hundreds of conversations I've had uh, with people in their 50s and 60s who have expressed to me why they're worried about not being able to retire and what has come from those conversations. So let's jump in. Reason number one, you're not retired after working for 30 years, you're not consistently investing. You're either trying to time the market or save up a certain amount of money before putting it in you're waiting or betting big on investments that are you think you're going to retire you in a few years to get rich quick stuff. You're not consistently investing and sticking to a strategy. You've got to do this. Number two, you forgot to use tax advantage retirement accounts. Most people don't know that the biggest expense is not their mortgage. It's taxes. Taxes account for tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And your expenses is the biggest expense you pay. A lot of people don't even know that they pay it because it comes out of their paycheck before they receive it. And if you were to invest all the money that you'd paid in taxes every single year and let that compound, I promise you, you would retire. Taxes are the hidden cost that we all pay as a society. And I'm not saying taxes are bad. They're definitely needed. But there are plenty of tax advantage retirement accounts out there that a lot of people don't use and don't know about. So there are obviously 401ks is the one that everybody kind of knows about. Knowing the advantage of what a 401k does is very important. But there are self-directed IRAs. There's Roth IRAs. There's self-directed Roth IRAs. There's health savings accounts. There's SEPAs. There's so 
many tax advantage vehicles that the government puts out there because the government wants you to invest for your own retirement. It knows that a society cannot rely off the government alone. And so they're trying to build individualized retirement plans so you're able to take care of yourself down the road. So look into all the tax advantaged accounts. There are so many free retirement accounts you can set up. And so every portion of your paycheck that is going to the government, you can take a piece of that, put it into a tax advantaged account, and you can keep more of your own money. Literally, instead of giving the money to Uncle Sam, you can keep it to yourself and invest it. This is, you can literally do this today. So start looking up all the tax advantage retirement accounts, speak with a financial advisor or do some of your own research. Number three, you're following financial advice from people who are not retired or financially free. If you break your leg, you're not going to call your friend Susie that works with the astrology numbers to figure out what you need to do with your leg. You're not even going to go to your primary healthcare position. You're going to go to Whatever doctor helps the thing you broke. If it's a leg doctor, you're going to a leg doctor. So stop taking advice from your friends at work that are broke. Stop taking, and while we're at it, stop taking relationship advice from your friends who are divorced or been in multiple relationships who are single. They don't know what they're talking about. Start listening to professionals. If you're going to take financial advice from somebody, I'm a big fan of taking it from someone who's in a position that you want to be. This is why I hate, I really hate listening to financial advisors because it's usually these like really young kids that are giving financial advice that are completely broke. Like, why am I listening to you and why am I taking financial advice if you are completely broke? Now, you've probably got some good information, right? You know, we all know everyone should diversify and I'm sure you can, uh, you know, recommend some good investments, but I don't want to listen to somebody who is broke on what I should do with my money. So I don't think you should either. So I feel strongly about this. And I think most financial advisors take advantage of people and don't explain the fees and everything or how long it's actually going to take for retirement. Number four, you spend more than you make. We all have this habit of increasing our standard of living as our income increases, like money just burns a hole in our pocket. But this is a big problem. Like I promise if you would, and I'm not saying do this, but if you lived right now off the income you make and you live kind of like how you lived in college, you'd probably have boatloads of money. Chances are you made a little bit more money. You bought a little bit bigger house. You bought a little bit nicer car. You spent a little bit better money on the organic groceries. You spent a little bit more money going out to eat. That's the habit that you got to kick. Don't spend more than you make. Have a budget and track it. Number five is you took on bad debt. There's good debt and bad debt. I like real estate because real estate can be good debt. You take out debt and it appreciates. You have a tenant pay down your bill or you force appreciate the value of land like a rezone process, right? It is good debt that you're taking on is going to increase your net worth. Cars, boats, bad debt. Your asset is not going to appreciate. It's going to take, uh, it's basically a black hole of money. If it takes uh, money to upkeep, it is not an investment. A lot of people think they're, Home is an investment. Your home is a liability. It costs you money every single month. It costs you money. If you had a tenant in there paying your mortgage and paying for all the stuff while your asset appreciates, that's an investment. So anything that increases your net worth and doesn't cost you a lot of money or doesn't cost you money is an asset. Anything that decreases your net worth over time and costs you a lot of money is a liability. So do not take on bad debt. Six is you neglected a budget. You can't stop the bleeding if you don't know what it is. 
you need a budget. Number seven, you never invested in yourself. The best investment you're going to make is in you. And I can tell you from my experience, I could have spent $100,000, you know, four or five years ago, and maybe it's worth, I don't know, $170,000, $180,000. I then instead, I took that money and I invested in masterminds. I invested in coaching. I invested in a lot of things that taught me skills like leadership and hiring. And that has allowed me to make way more than $70,000, had I invested it. So my, my number one investment is, is investing money into me because the skills and knowledge I learn allow me to make way more money than if I were to put it in any kind of investment. But I'm very particular about what I invest in. I probably spend 60, oh man, actually probably about $70,000 a year on, on my education and my coaching because uh, the ROI is just so much better than what I'm going to get on other things. But, you know, I then take my money and I'll invest it in, in other stuff too on top of that. But number one, I look to invest it in me. Number eight, you never educated yourself on investments. I had a buddy call me recently and he's like, dude, can you walk me through my 401k? He's had a 401k for 15 years. He doesn't know what a 401k is. Blows my freaking mind. He didn't even know how to log in or who it was with. He had no clue what a 401k was. He was thinking about cashing it out and he'd heard that that was a bad thing and wanted my advice on why. And I'm like, dude, educate where your money is. You've, you've got to know what it's parked in. You got to know what investments are. Start educating yourself. Buy books, read, go to seminars, hire people for advice. Number nine, you followed popular investing fads. How many broke people out there investing in crypto? Uh, it blows my mind. Uh, I had a conversation with my brother. I think he's just back up to break even on his crypto investment. He bought when everybody was talking about crypto. I was having my buddies call me, recommending Shiba Coin and all these altcoins. And my brother's like, "Oh, you know, should I should I do it?" You know, his his wife at the time, my sister in law, was selling some kind of crypto product to people. I don't know what it was, but it was the craze. Right? And everyone gets excited when everyone else is doing it. And that usually turns out to be poor decisions. So don't follow popular investing fads. Okay. Stick to tried and true investments that have been around a long time and have always held value. One of the reasons why we like real estate. Number 10 is you tried to time the market. Nobody can time the market. Stop trying to time it up. My dad's like, oh, you know, we're going to move to Nashville once the market crashes and we'll buy a home. I'm like, well, how are you going to sell your home if the market crashes? Then, then you're going to have the excuse that your home value has gone down. You're going to wait for it to come back up. There's always an excuse. Stop trying to time the market. I was talking with my brother the other day and he's like, you know, I think I'm going to sell crypto when it's $90,000 a coin and I'll buy back when it's $40,000 a coin. I'm like, all right, well, what if you sell it at 90 and then it goes to 500,000? What then? You're going to wait till it comes back down to 90? Just basically gambling. So stop trying to time the market. Just consistently invest. Pick a strategy that works for you and consistently invest. Number 11, you increase your spending when your income increased. I think I already covered this one. Don't buy stuff you don't need. That's, that's it. I mean, it's just learn to live with what you got. Number 12, you never created a plan to begin with. <laughs> it's just so true. Nobody, nobody Nobody creates a plan these days. I can't tell you how many calls I get on with people and they don't have a plan. My mom and dad, my dad's plan is to pick like for his like 401k he goes and he picks the 
don't know what it is. I think there's different like vehicles that you can pick in your 401k. You can like select and he'll pick like a fund that had the best performance last year. And he's like, Oh, I'll pick that one thinking like, Oh, a fund's performance is an indication of future success when in reality, the funds that do the best one year are usually the ones that do the worst the next year uh, because they even out, right? You know, he's probably better off picking the funds that did bad because the likelihood that them having a better year is, is, is higher. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my mom and dad, I, I don't, I, I don't know if they've got a plan, but most of the people I talk to don't. So make sure you create a plan. Do not go another 30 years listening to bad advice. Hope you enjoyed the episode.